really feel the Lord has given me something that's really impressed in my heart. Something that's been um, burning within me. And so if we could just be open to the voice of the Lord, I know he's going to speak to you just like he spoke to me preparing this. The title is Dry Bones, New Life. Can you say that? Dry Bones, New Life. If we can turn to Ezekiel chapter 37, there's a little bit of reading, but I think it's important to build that foundation. very familiar portion of scripture and I'm sure most if not all of you have heard this but the Bible always has something fresh for us to receive not new revelation but illumination verse 1 of 37 and it reads the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones And caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring, upon, bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you. And ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, And the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live so I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and stood up on their feet an exceeding great army then he said to me son of man these bones are the whole house of Israel behold they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost we are cut off for our parts therefore prophesy and say unto them Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open up your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you and ye shall live and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Now this is a very powerful portion of scripture. This is about the resurrection of the nation of Israel. And that's compared to dried bones coming to life. 
Ezekiel, who was the prophet in this portion of scripture, was a priest and prophet from the family of Zadok. He was called by the Lord outside of Israel during the Babylonian captivity. Ezekiel was 25 years of age when he was put into captivity and had his first divine encounter and call at the age of about 30 years of age, so five years on. And he was the one that foresaw the restoration of Israel. So at this point in time, from the scripture that we've read, the children of Israel had been attacked, ambushed and defeated by the Babylonians and were in captivity in Babylon. Their nation was destroyed. Their independence was taken from them, along with their dignity, along with their hope. Many perished during this attack. And as they died, their bodies were strewn just where they lay, where they were killed. There was no proper burial for them, which was against Jewish custom and culture. In other words, their dignity, their identity, their worth was stripped from them. And now the living, the ones that remained, were slaves and the outcasts or the lower castes of society in a place that was foreign to them, in a place of captivity to them, in a place where they were treated as second-rate and second-class and unworthy. In verse 1 of that scripture, it says, The hand of the Lord was upon the prophet. And that speaks to me because no matter where we are in life, or what situations we face, when the hand of the Lord is upon us, anything can happen. God can do anything. We could be in the midst of our enemies, with them all encamped around about us, but if the hand of the Lord is upon us, anything can happen. Miracles will happen. We won't be defeated. God will get the victory. Do you believe that? Because the hand of the Lord is upon his people, and we are his people. God looks after his people. That bit really spoke to me. The hand of the Lord was upon him. This wasn't an instance of Ezekiel reaching out to God, but God was actually reaching out to Ezekiel. This was a God-ordained moment. So when God's hand is upon us, anything will happen. God's hand was upon Ezekiel, and he chose Ezekiel to be a participant in the breakthrough of the Israelites. Verse 1 also states, The Spirit of God carried him out into the middle of a valley. He was carried out of his familiar area and surroundings, and he was placed somewhere unfamiliar, barren, isolated within that vision. The vision that God gave him placed him in that place that was out of his surroundings. There, Ezekiel saw a vision, a land that housed many, many, many bones. They were very dry, as was described, which means they had been there for a while. They were very dead, so to speak. God questioned Ezekiel in verse 3 when he said, Can these bones live? And Ezekiel's response was, God, you know. Sometimes all we have to do is stand on his word when we have nothing. We stand on his promises and say, You know what, God? I can't see my way out of this situation but you know. You are the author and finisher of my faith. You are the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. You know, God, you can get me out. If anyone can get me out, it's only you. Ezekiel knew that that situation was impossible. Really, looking at it from a human's perspective, it was impossible. But he knew that God is the God of the impossible because he makes all things possible. 
Ezekiel knew God for himself. And although the situation seemed bleak, his response was, God, you know, because he knew that just that, that God knows all things. His ways are above our ways. God asked Ezekiel to prophesy to these bones, that God would cause breath into those bones and that they would live, that he would join the body with sinew or connective tissues that joins the muscles and bones together and flesh and cover it all with skin and put breath into them. And as Ezekiel prophesied, there was a noise and a shaking and the bones came together as we read. The sinew, the flesh and the skin covered the bones, but there was still no breath in them. These bodies had all the characteristics of a human being, but there was no breath in them. They needed that breath in them for them to truly live. That is like us. We need the Spirit of God, His Spirit to dwell in us for us to really be alive. It's His Spirit that gives us life. It gives us sustenance, power, authority, and anointing. We can't do without His Spirit. Ezekiel had to prophesy to the wind to breathe upon the slain that they may live. And in verse 10, it talks about that. And only then, when he did that, when there was breath in them, were they able to stand. And if you read that portion of Scripture in verse 10, they weren't standing until he prayed for the wind to breathe life into them. That's when they were able to stand. If we want to stand against the wiry of the devil, the wiry things of the devil, we need to have his spirit moving and working in our lives. Only then can we stand, truly. Only then, when there was breath in them, were they seen for what God knew they were, an exceeding great army. The bones represented the people of Israel. And only then, when the breath of life was in them, did God reveal to the the people how they saw themselves. They saw themselves dead, dried, hopeless, no hope for restoration, useless, futile, dated, discarded and abandoned. If you read that portion again, it talks about how they saw themselves. But God admonished Ezekiel to prophesy to the Israelites that he would open and bring them out of their graves, bring and restore them into the land of Israel, that God will put his spirit in them. And that they shall live and that all will know that God had spoken and performed it. The vision that Ezekiel had was a vision that was tailor-made for the Israelites of that time to foretell their restoration as a nation, their restoration back to God and his will for them. But there are some parallels to be made from this vision of the dead dry bones. The Lord strongly impressed this message on my heart for this church. I haven't spoken about this before. Because out of dead, dry situations, out of the hopeless situations and circumstances of our lives, out of tragedy, out of sorrow, out of death, out of betrayal, out of grief, God can turn the dead into a new thing. Do you believe that this evening? God can turn the dead things, the dead situations into new life and breathe new life into them. God can and will raise up hope for his people. 
and will restore his church to the place that he has ordained it to be at. We may see our personal situations as bleak. God may have promised us something. Maybe it's the salvation of a loved one. Maybe it's a miracle of healing. Maybe it's some personal issues or financial issues. And God may have promised them to you. But we might only see those dead or dry bones. Bones that have been sitting there in a barren land for a long time where there is no sign of life. Because sometimes we just look through things through the natural. But God sees and works in the supernatural. And that's where we need to be putting our trust in our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Bones that have been ravaged and left to die where they are. Bones or situations that have left our reputation shattered maybe. Maybe our dignity has been tampered with or our hopes and dreams have been crushed. Has anyone been there where you felt those things crushed before your very eyes and you can't see a way out? But the Lord wants you to know, Northside Pentecostal Church, that there He is a God of restoration and He wants to restore you to function in your calling and to restore you to your rightful place as a child of the King. Hallelujah. If you believe that, why don't you clap your hands or raise your hands? And I want you to proclaim it. Lord, I am a child of you. I have a destiny. I have a calling. I have a future. I have a ministry. I refuse to receive those dry bones. It is high time for us to step up to the call for such a time as this. God wants to use me. He wants to use you as vessels for his glory. Like my husband said this morning, while you're still here, he's not finished with you yet. He still has a call for you. He still has a purpose for your life. And it's, it's about time that we believe it. I am a child of God. I refuse to live as a slave or as a servant. I'm a child of the King. We need to remember who we are in Christ and not let the enemy lie to us anymore. If God has spoken to you, then he will fulfill his word. He will do it. But it's our job to speak life into those dry bones of our lives. It's our job, just like it was Ezekiel's. God wants us to exercise our spiritual muscles. You may be in a place where you've spoken to some dry bones, some dead bones. And maybe you've seen the bones come together a little bit. Maybe you've seen the sinew attached to the muscles and you've got the skin covering it, but you haven't been able to stand yet. That's because the Lord wants you to know he's seen the struggles that you've faced, but you need to pray his breath into your life and your situation. He's seen the giants that you've battled. He's seen the tears that you've cried and he remembers the promises that he's given you in his word through prayer and through the leadership of the church. He remembers that. God isn't a man that he should lie. He always honors his word. But there are two important factors that took place that aided these dry bones to come to life. The bones, the sinew, the flesh, and the skin were not enough for the dead bones to function as they should. It wasn't enough. 
there were two things that I noticed, and I'm sure you have as well, for those dry bones to come to life. The first factor is the spoken word. Ezekiel had to speak and prophesy to the dead or dry bones. Our tongue is such a powerful tool. In James chapter 3, it describes it as an unruly member. Proverbs states that death and life are in the power of the tongue. It can be unbridled. It can be wild. It can bring death. But if it's used in the way that God ordained it, it brings life to a dead situation. In the vision of Ezekiel, it brought life to those dry bones. And in our situations, it brings life to our situations. Think about when we are spirit-filled. The evidence that we have received the Spirit of God is when we speak in tongues. There is power in using our tongues for the glory of God because that's the manifestation of it through our tongues. God knows it's such a powerful tool and we need to start learning to use it for God's glory and for our breakthrough in situations and circumstances where we proclaim, prophesy and claim the miracles that God has in store for us. When we speak to our storm, just like Jesus did on the boat in the middle of a storm, when we call upon the name of Jesus in our dire situations, something begins to happen. God hears our prayers. Demons tremble at the very mention of the name of Jesus and lives change. This this powerful tool that God has given us to help us in our breakthrough. Don't forsake the importance of proclaiming and using the Word of God and speaking to our situation, speaking to those dry bones. So that first thing is using our tongues and proclaiming, using the Word of God in our situations. Sometimes when I'm praying and I'm going through things, I don't even have the words to say. I start praying the Word. I start getting out His promises in Scripture and I start proclaiming it, Lord, You said that you're a healer. Your word says it. I'm going to proclaim it. I start calling on scripture. There is power in using our tongues for the glory of God. Mark chapter 11 and verse 23, it says, For verily I say unto you, that whatsoever shall ye say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. There's importance in proclaiming it, not just thinking it because it shows we actually believe in what we're saying. We're believing in the words of our Lord. We're believing in his word. Speak it out. Speak life into your situation. Refuse to speak negativity. Refuse to listen to it and let it come out of our mouths. Speak life into your circumstance. God has come to give us life. Therefore, we need to speak it out. The second thing we need to notice is that without breathing life into those bones, they would have remained, although intact, they would have remained not functioning nor moving as they should. They couldn't even stand without the breath of life. That represents the Spirit of God. Without inviting the Spirit of God into a situation, our bones will still be useless. We won't be able to use them. We need His Word and we need His Spirit 
in our situation, for those bones to come to life. That's why it's so important to be spirit-filled and utilize His Spirit in our lives and in every situation. And for those of you that aren't filled with His Spirit, tonight could be your night. God wants to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. Amen? Acts 1.8, we know this scripture, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in all Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. You shall receive power when the Spirit of God is upon you. That's what it's for. Our edification, our power, our comfort, our strength. We need His Spirit to breathe life into our dead situations, into our hopeless situations. We need His Spirit to breathe that life. We have to exercise His Spirit in our lives for our dead situations to live. His breath gives us life. It is vital for us to step out of our comfort zones, have faith, even as a mustard seed even. Use our words to proclaim and speak truth into our situations and pray in the Spirit. Do you have some dreams or situations that seem dead or dry in your life? God wants to revive and resurrect them and do a new work in you and I. That's what His will is. He wants to do a new work. Will you heed to that call just as Ezekiel did? I am um, not a green thumb at all. I know someone else was telling me that yesterday and I was thinking, yep, ditto, that's me as well. You give me a plant, even though I love plants, I tend to have a lot of artificial plants in my home because I do tend to kill them. Even a cactus I'm sure I could kill. But I, um, I got a, a yucca plant and it's at the front of my house. So it's under the pergola on my front porch and it's really nice looking. I found it on Facebook Marketplace for free. This lady was giving out cuttings of the yucca plant and I drove with my kids and we went and got a few and I planted it and I thought to myself, I'm going to water it every day. I'm going to look after it. Well, I forgot about it and it's been, you know, several months and over the last couple of weeks, I started to notice how dead this plant was. It was actually quite embarrassing and I was thinking, all my visitors are going to come and see this plant and you know how beautiful yucca plants are usually? Well, my plant started to actually, it pretty much died because every leaf was either brown or yellow. The actual very thick stem was bending. It was leaning like the Tower of Pisa. And it was yellow and it was just dead. And I was thinking, I don't want to get rid of it. I, I liked my plant. So I said, I'm just going to start watering it. Annette, remember, got to water your plant every day a few times a day. And so anytime I would have water in my hands, you know, I'd drink a bit of water or all the, the boys would leave half a glass of their water on the bench, I would go out and I'd start watering my plant. Now I did this for about three weeks and I saw no change at all. It was still dead. And I started to think to myself, all right, I've got to go and find a new plant, hopefully one for free, maybe on Marketplace, and I've got to replant this. But just a few days before I, um, I came here, I was putting something in the, the bin outside and I turned to my front porch and I saw something. Can you just put that photo up, please? It's not restored 100%, but just have a look at this. Can we make it bigger? 
Now, it still looks quite yellow, but if you can see that those leaves at the top are starting to be green, but the most exciting bit, no, up, uh, let's go down to the bottom. Yeah, that's it. Can you see that? That's new life. Do you know what? As soon as I saw that, I got emotional and I thought of this church. That's new life. Out of a dead situation is new life. Have a look at how green that is. And I really feel to tell you that at this point in your lives, at this point in the church, God is planning to give you new life. God is giving Northside Pentecostal Church new life in their personal lives and in the church. So it's about time that we start proclaiming. We start prophesying and saying, Lord, we receive that new life. Because I know next year when I come, we're going to see more faces and more seats filled. There's going to be new life in ourselves with our maturity and our spiritual strength and walk with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If we could just stand, church. Your circumstance may seem dead. You may have lost hope. But God is about to renew that. Keep watering. Keep investing. Keep dedicating. Keep committing. Use your words to speak His word into your situation. Invite His Spirit into every situation. Utilize the Holy Ghost power that is within you. Life comes from the valley. Life comes from those dry bones. Life comes from dead situations when God is in it. And God is in this. He wants to give these dry bones, these dead bones life. If you believe that, I want you to proclaim it. Lord, I receive that. Lord, I receive life into my situation. Lord, I receive life into the dry bones of my calling, of my dreams, of my hopes. Lord, I receive life into that unsaved family member. Hallelujah. I believe in your word, Lord, and the power of your word. Hallelujah. I invite your spirit in this situation. I call upon your name, Jesus, that is above every name. I receive every miracle that you have for me. I receive the path and the calling you have set for me. I choose to walk in the path of your destiny, Lord. I receive that miracle of healing and financial freedom. I receive the salvation for my children. In Jesus' name, I'm claiming that. I'm claiming the victory. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 If you believe that this evening, if you have something you want to proclaim and call out to the Lord, I invite you to come to the front. 
If you want those dry bones to live again, you want to breathe, get God to breathe life into them, make your way to the front. He's not finished with you yet. Where there is life, there is hope. God will always fulfill His promises to you.